0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.
1: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. And 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything to Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young.
0: And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today we'll hear reaction from the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association and APAS about the end of the Public Sector Alliance of Canada workers strike. There's an increase in the Western Livestock Price Insurance Programme. And an agricultural consultant shared concerns about SAS Power's plans to put on solar farms on prime farmland in the southern part of the province. And the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
1: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM agri Director, Ryan Young.
0: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection and Municipal hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Canadian farmers won't have to worry about grain movement coming to a complete halt. A tentative deal between the federal government and workers with the Public Sector Alliance of Canada Union has been reached. Uh, The Canadian Grain Commission is within PSAC, and only the Canada Revenue Agency workers remain on the picket lines. President of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association, Gunter Yoakum, who farms west of Winnipeg, was pleased a deal was reached.
2: Relief, definitely relief, because management uh, at the Grain Commission and uh, everybody around the export of our grains uh, was able to maintain the flow of grain, and uh, there was no delays. But that wasn't going to hold forever, and so we're we're pleased that the workers are back to work, and uh, there was no real downtime.
0: yeah, that was definitely something uh, you talked about the last time we talked uh was a concern about any further delays and that negatively affecting grain movement
2: absolutely, like any any kind of delay would have uh, backed up the pipeline. The flow of grain from uh, the the country elevators through the railways down to port and then loading vessels. I mean, uh, if vessels don't get loaded, the shippers have to pay a uh, demerge and it can run as high as $10,000 per vessel per day. So that could add up really fast. The strike, thank goodness, wasn't long enough to cause any delays, but we were getting very close. I talked to the chief commissioner at the Grain Commission and he was very worried. He said management was working seven days a week. And if there was any kind of uh, downtime from any of the managers, uh, they would have fallen behind very quickly. And so it's good to see that the strike is over and that there was no delay.
0: And I'm sure members are going to be well relieved too. Yes, absolutely.
2: Uh, we're going to be relieved. Uh, I mean, seeding is just getting underway. Lots of bills will have to be paid. You know, the last of our grain from last year will have to be hauled out, and now there won't be any disruption in that. Uh, we will be able to do all those things with without any delay and be able to get paid for the grain that we deliver.
0: Anything else you wanted to add there?
2: Maybe wanted to add that the government should really consider the Grain Commission's role in doing the actual inspection. It is done very well by private companies. Around 70% of the grain that gets exported is already inspected by private companies, and that seems to be working very well. The way the Grain Commission works currently uh, still goes back to the Wheat Board days and those days are over. It's it's time to bring the Grain Commission and the Grain Act up to date and the government should start at reviewing both the Grain Act and the Grain Commission's role. We're not asking to get rid of the Grain Commission. We're just asking to have a review of the Grain Commission and transition it into a regulator rather than an actual service provider.
0: Gunter Yoakum is the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. We'll hear reaction from the Agricultural Producers Association Association of Saskatchewan after the break.
1: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch for Prairie 6-Inch Eavestrop. Size matters, so see Prairie's 6-inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeaves There's relief in the agriculture industry that the strike action taken by Public Service Alliance of Canada or PSAC employees has ended. Bill Pribilski of Willowbrook, just west of Yorkton, is a vice president with the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan and welcomed the news of a tentative deal in place.
3: Well, obviously we're we're um, glad that the, the strike has been resolved and hopefully hopefully we can avoid any disruptions in the grain transportation and, and fertilizer movement and all those sorts of things. so yeah' we're, we're happy that there has been a settlement for sure.
0: He says the strike likely had an adverse effect on producers who rely on services from the Canadian Grain Commission and EGRA stability.
3: Yeah absolutely but you know I don't know of any specific uh, examples of of how it, how it's affected anybody in particular but the potential is definitely there for some uh, delays in in processing of of uh, you know applications for different programs and you know grain movement was at at risk if 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 the strike had carried on for any length of time so we're we're happy that it's it's been resolved, and and you know, going forward, we hope that uh, these these kinds of things can be uh, you know resolved before it leads to any disruptions in in grain movement or fertilizer movement, because we know how critical that is, especially at this time of year.
0: But Prabilski Pribil- stopped short of suggesting that P.S.A.C. workers should be subject to essential services legislation. You know,
3: obviously, from from our perspective, that would be that would be a good to see. Not sure that that's a, a realistic uh, ask, but, you know, s- something like that would would be useful or, you know, just some some willingness for both sides to be proactive and, and uh, get things done before it gets to the strike positions.
0: Bill Prabilski is a vice president of APAS, and he farms in the Willowbrook area just west of Yorkton.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
0: Now today's Ag review with Doug Falconer of GX94 brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers.
4: Over 120,000 striking federal government employees were expected to return to work this morning after reaching tentative agreements overnight. The Public Service Alliance of Canada, or PSAC, has announced that it has reached tentative agreements for workers in four bargaining units who negotiate with the Federal Treasury Board of Canada Secretariat. Among others, the deal covers thousands of workers with the Federal Agriculture Department and related agencies, such as the Canadian Grain Commission, Canadian Dairy Commission, and Canadian Paramutual Agency. Affected units, whose separate collective agreements all expired in the summer of 2021, include program and administrative services, whose 99,000-odd workers at Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada and other federal departments administer programs and handle communications and information services, as well as technical services, whose 10,500-odd workers include Canadian Grain Commission employees handling primary production inspections among other technical and scientific staff. PSAC says its bargaining teams will recommend that workers vote to ratify the tentative agreement. Three railroads, one each in the U.S., Mexico and Canada, have joined forces to counter the Canadian Pacific-Kansas City or CPKC North American merger. Known as the Falcon Premium Intermodal Service, the Canadian National, Union Pacific, and Grupo Mexico Railroads have allied to ship goods between the three countries. Reports indicate that the Falcon Premium will dip into Mexico via Grupo Mexico Railway's hubs in Monterey and Saleo and enter the U.S. via Eagle Pass, Texas. From that U.S. point, the Union Pacific Railway lines will be followed up into Chicago and Detroit, where it will then enter from Detroit into Canada and the Canadian National Railway Network to move goods east through Toronto, Montreal, Moncton, and ending at Halifax. To the west, from the Chicago hub, the trains will move to Winnipeg, Regina, Saskatoon, Edmonton, with a spur to Calgary, and then into British Columbia, where it splits into two hubs, Vancouver to the south and Prince George to the north. Canadian farm groups are asking producers to lobby federal ministers and MPs to urge them to supersize a government proposal for what's called extended interswitching the measure essentially gives grain shippers a voice in which railway they deal with as long as the competitor's line is no more than 160 kilometers away it means a railway would have to pick up the rail cars loaded by a shipper and hand off the cars to the other railway the Alberta Wheat Commission along with the Alberta Barley and Alberta Pulse Growers has joined a dozen other commodity groups and industry organizations in the lobbying campaign. They want the budget pledge of an 18-month trial extended to five years and the maximum distance for inter-switching up to 500 kilometers so it applies to the Peace region and the Carrot River growing region of northeastern Saskatchewan. CN and CPKC rail supplied a combined 99% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 38, an improvement from the previous week's 94% and the best one-week performance seen thus far during the 2022-23 grain year. The improvement reflects improved performance for each of CN and CPKC in supplying 98% of hopper cars ordered on time in Week 38, CN's performance improved from the 93% order fulfillment performance seen in week 37 and remained above the 90% performance threshold for the second straight week and sixth time in the last seven weeks. CPKC order fulfillment performance also improved, with the railway supplying 99% of cars ordered, up from the 96% order fulfillment performance seen the previous week. CPKC also remains above the 90% threshold for the second straight week and fifth time in the last six weeks. Weeks 37 and 38 represent the best two weeks of performance seen for CP during the current grain year. Canada has regained market access to Guatemala for Canada's pork, beef and poultry products. Guatemala had closed access to its market for Canadian meat products in December of 2013 due to new requirements to inspect facilities in Canada for approval of exports. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Falconer.
1: It's your Weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CK
0: the official 620 ckrm farm weather is brought to you by shepherd realty in regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in saskatchewan call harry justin or devon at 352 1866 and Moose Jaw truck shop the number one choice for any diesel engine repair drop in no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com today sunny with winds from the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour High of 16 degrees. Tonight, clear sky, low plus 3. Tomorrow, sunny. Winds out of the south at 20 kilometers an hour in the morning, high of 22 degrees, the low plus 3. The remainder of this week, looking pretty good. Wednesday, sunny, high of 25, a low of 8. Thursday, part the cloudy, high of 24 degrees, the low 9. Friday, part the cloudy, high of 22, the low 7. And Saturday, part the cloudy, high of 20 degrees, Low is 8 degrees. And on Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 23. Normal high, 16 degrees. The normal low, plus 1. Sun rose at 534 this morning. And the sun will set at 818 tonight. Meanwhile, in Regina, mainly sunny. Winds from the south-southeast at 24 to 33 kilometers an hour. Current temperature, 15 degrees. That's 59 Fahrenheit. And the humidity at 27%. In Mooshaw, mainly sunny. Winds from the east-southeast at 28 to 39 kilometers an hour, and a temperature of 15 degrees. Around the province, in Estevan, it's 12, Saskatoon and Swift Current, 17, Weyburn, 14, and Yorkton, 10 degrees. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is Leader at 21, and the cold spot, if we want to call it that, is just a couple hours up the road in Yorkton at 10 degrees. Once again in Regina, mainly sunny, 15 degrees, winds from the south-southeast at 24 to 33 kilometers an hour. Back in a moment.
1: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. There has been an uptick in producers taking advantage of Saskatchewan Crop Insurance's Western Livestock Price Insurance Program. Coordinator of the program, Jody Griffin, says the program is trending in the same direction as cattle prices. We are seeing active participation. I would say actually participation is
5: tracking right up there with our pre-COVID participation rates. Through COVID, we would seen participation lag behind, and that just had to do with volatilities in the market, cost to buy insurance, and so forth. Now that we've got these levels the way that they're at and premium rates that are quite attractive, um, we're seeing that participation pick up for sure.
0: Is there any uh, statistics on the uptake in terms of uh, percentage or hard numbers?
5: We don't have that as of yet. Uh, We will do that once, uh, like for the CAP program especially, because, well, I'll just back that up. Like for cattle producers, Livestock Price Insurance offers three programs, two of which are available to purchase all year round. And the other one, which is the CAP program, which I want to talk about today, uh, it has a deadline of June 9th. So once those deadlines are done and complete, then we tabulate all of our numbers and then we'll publish that probably towards the end of June. But it's kind of hard to measure at this point, um, and especially with those other two programs that are continuously running, it's tough to track. So what I do is I just watch, you know, where are we at today versus where are we at before? And we're, like I said, we're trending back to those pre-COVID levels.
0: Just talk a little bit about uh, how the program works itself for those that may not know or those who may be getting into livestock.
5: Yeah. And, you know, because we did like we're talked, we've talked about that participation and through COVID, we'd seen participation kind of back off. Definitely something that I'm seeing is these guys who haven't participated in the program for a while are coming back to, to look at the price insurance again. So it is a good reminder just on how it does work. So it establishes a floor price on the market for a defined period of time. So this is the only risk management tool for our producers in Western Canada that allows for a producer to have a policy in place that establishes a floor price, but still allows for upswing potential should the market continue to rise. So in an environment like this, that's a very important piece of the price insurance model, right? You purchase insurance, you can protect these really extreme prices that we're seeing right now, but also when you do come to the market, you know you've got that floor price put in place. If the market happens to go even higher, you're not gonna be restricted with your policy to be able to take advantage of that.
0: And as a follow-up, how can producers keep track of the latest information? How can they go about uh, finding it?
5: Yeah, so the best thing to do is to log on to our website, which is www.lpi.ca. Our website publishes the premium tables that we offer each day of the week, which is Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays. So Thursdays are the days that producers can buy and they can purchase from 2 p.m. in the afternoon until 11 p.m. in the evening of that day. And those tables are published to the public. Anybody can take a look at that coverage and see what we're offering. Um, they can also contact us at, at Crop Insurance and call our toll-free line and speak to one of our representatives who can help them walk through how the premium tables are performing. And if you're not enrolled at this point, um, you can call into Crop Insurance and they'll make sure to get you set up to do that as well. When you enroll into the program, it doesn't obligate you to buy a policy and it's a one-time enrollment. Once you're in, you're in and then you have the flexibility of being able to participate on the program whenever it's Convenient, go through the website, or you can call us at Crop Insurance at one 935
0: 0 Jody Griffin is the coordinator of the Western Livestock Price Insurance Program with Saskatchewan Crop Insurance.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan
0: Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com There's growing concern that some prime Saskatchewan farmland could be gobbled up by the installation of solar panels. Sask Power plans to award contracts to independent power providers to develop about 300 megawatts of solar generation on land selected and acquired in south-central Saskatchewan. Kevin Hirsch, an agricultural consultant who farms in southwestern Saskatchewan, says farmers have a few concerns about the plan.
6: Now, if you're going to get three or four hundred dollars per acre to rent your land to a a solar power provider for the next 25 years, it might look pretty attractive but but at the same token you might say, why isn't this being put on something other than prime farmland or maybe you're, you're renting land to somebody or renting land from a landlord and that landlord is looking at uh, renting his or her land to a, a solar power provider and and you're going to lose out on it so it it 's not that it isn 't a good revenue source it 's just people that look at it and say, "Is this the the best use for that land can't solar power sites?" be put on more marginal farmland or maybe even industrial land that that uh, has already uh, needs remediation so these these concerns circulate and uh, there's a, a a person that uh, has wrote a, an interesting uh, opinion piece on it and that's uh, Jessica Nixon the, the director of economic development for Kawas First Nation now she's done a lot of work on bringing renewable energy projects to reserve land, however, she's also a a cattle and grain farmer, and and she I think raises some very valid points about is this where we should be putting solar panels? And I think it's it's something that really needs to be considered that that should be a consideration as to where these uh, developments are sited.
0: He says SaskPower is the driving force behind this initiative.
6: Well, Fast Power has uh, plans to develop 300 megawatts of solar generation. In south central Saskatchewan and they'll do that through independent power providers. So these companies go out and, and seek the land and, and uh, do the development. So that's the one that's on the, on the radar screen most immediately is this in south central Saskatchewan for 300 megawatts. But SaskPower Power says it has plans to add a total of a thousand megawatts of solar power to the grid by 2035. Now they say, oh, you know, it'll only Takes uh, uh, not that much land. They talk about it. Uh, uh, that would thousand megawatts would only require about seven thousand acres. Although I've I've heard estimates higher than that, maybe ten thousand acres, and ten thousand acres isn't a great a lot when you compare to the total land mass in saskatchewan but what happens after 2035 Uh, i know the i checked with the saskatchewan farmland security board and they've granted exemptions for wind and solar power development and those exemptions over the last four years add up to more than a half a million acres in saskatchewan so whatever the acreages are whether it's fairly minor or becomes a large than that in the years ahead, I guess the question is: Should this be put on the best agricultural land? Because the independent power prov- providers tend to look for land that's level, first of all, and land that's close to the substations of Sas Power, uh, and then they they go for looking for leased land and, and see if they can see if they can uh, obtain that land. They they have no incentive. Or there's nothing in the selection process to push them onto more Marginal land that they wouldn't be taking so much agricultural production out of out of the loop,
0: he believes marginal land would be a good choice for solar farms and had this final thought::
6: The time is now to try to make the the rules a little more balanced and and strike a, a better relationship between site selection and, and where we have farmland.
0: Kevin Hirsch is an agricultural consultant to farms in southwestern Saskatchewan.
1: Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork working on behalf of Saskatchewan Hog Producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading today. Durham went down just 1 cent at 4.3367. Canola is down $2.38 at 6.9642. Feed barley dropped $5 at 35258 a metric ton. Number 1 red spring wheat was down $4.57 at 35355. And yellow peas went against the grain, pardon the pun, going up $4.54 at 40122. The rest were unchanged. Chickpeas 105822, flax 54198, lentils 79350, oats 22032 and feed wheat 28955 on the Minneapolis Grain Exchange hardweds hard red spring wheat for September is down 11 cents at 795 and 3 quarters a bushel
1: it's the livestock reports on the voice of Saskatchewan 620
0: CKRM livestock quotes are brought to you by the Wayburn Livestock Exchange call Wayburn Livestock at 842-4574 now the latest livestock quotes
7: Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current yards. Last week we had two thousand head on offer, and here's how it went. The good cows they brought one thirty five to one fifty seven. Medium cows were ninety to a dollar thirty. The heifers and feeding cows were one eighty to two fourteen. The good bulls they were one forty to one sixty seven. Into our hot feeder market from Thursday, the steers five weight they were three nineteen to three sixty five. The six weight steers they were two eighty four to three forty five. The seven weight steers were two seventy to two ninety nine and the eight weight steers they were two forty six to two Seventy-six into the heifer trade here. The five-weight heifers were three fourteen to three twenty-five. Six-weight heifers they were two fifty-eight to three oh three. Seven-weight heifers they were two fifty-seven up to three thirty-seven. The eight-weight heifers wow, was there some action there on the feeder side? They were two forty-four to two fifty-six. And the breeders, hang on for it, guys. Breeder heifers in the eight-weight range they were two ninety-four to three twenty-four a pound. Upcoming sales here. We are going to have a pair of sale. That was just decided this morning. That's going to be May the 25th at 1
0: o'clock p.m. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices in Brandon and Moose Jaw. They're at $183.60 per ckg. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM.
1: Here's Ryan
0: Young now the resource report brought to you by farm fresh water they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca and Mazank fuels your local branded Petro Canada wholesaler for over 40 years fill up the tank call Mazank 306 721 6667 the Vancouver Fraser Port Authority says overall cargo volumes fell by 3% last year as the global economy began to show signs of a slowdown. The authority, which oversees Canada's largest port in Vancouver, says grain and fertilizer exports surged in the second half of the year, but the grains were not enough to offset a sputtering start caused by a weak harvest and supply chain problems. Container imports also fell by 4% amid softer consumer demand and overstocked inventories. Despite the decrease, Vancouver Port Authority CEO Robin Sylvester says The need is urgent for a new container terminal, which received federal cabinet approval last month, but still requires various permits to proceed. Sylvester says the decline in container cargo that began in December is providing much-needed relief to an overburdened port. Cruises were one area to come roaring back after a two-year hiatus, with a record 307 vessels dropping anchor in the city. Enbridge has signed a $400 million deal to buy an underground natural gas storage facility from Fortis, B.C. The Eichen Creek Gas Storage Facility is 120 kilometers northeast of Fort St. John, B.C. in the Montney Production Region. Enbridge says it has 77 billion cubic feet of working gas capacity and connects to all three major long-haul natural gas transportation lines in western Canada. The deal is expected to close later this year. On the markets, the TSX is up 38 points at 20,675. The Dow went up by 108 points to 34,206. Oil is down $1. $0.45 cents at $75.33 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.90 cents US. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune into the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day.
1: You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news. On your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM.